does that make your daughter also your half sibling? Um, Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just want to give a quick shout out to all our patrons supporting the show over at patreon.com slash OPL show, where if you sign up, you get bonus episodes uh, as well as access to our discord and our little community that we've built. And sometimes you get to talk to previous guests that we've had on the show. Yep. And uh, today we'll jump right into this one. We've had some interesting and complicated family dynamics, I guess you could call it on the show. Uh, We've talked about cheating. We've talked about uh, hiding pregnancies from partners, but from this topic alone, this might take the cake uh, for, you know, difficulty of kind of wrapping your head around this situation. Um, so we have our guests on the line. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just confirm this to start because you sent us an email saying that you discovered that your wife was having an affair with your father and then they had a child that you are now raising as your own. Is that correct? Yes. It sounds like uh, some old school daytime, uh, you know, craziness, but uh, television craziness, but that is true. It is all accurate. So how did you first find, uh, find out or suspect that your wife and father were having an affair? uh, So just to kind of go back a little bit, um, my, uh, my wife and I are are still married actually. um, And uh, we, uh, from the start of our relationship, uh, my right at the beginning of our relationship, her father actually had passed away um, from cancer. And um, in place of that, she was kind of going through through some dark times. And uh, my father uh, and her kind of sparked up a, a like a little bit of a, a father daughter relationship, I guess, or pre, or soon to be father in law daughter relationship kind of thing. And they would text back and forth every once in a while, sort of thing. It wasn't anything uh, at that point. And uh, I was okay with it because I kind of saw him as like a, you know, stepping in place of this hole that had been in, uh, you know, put in her life. And uh, and so that was okay. Uh, but as the years went on, um, you know, they spoke a lot. They text, they were constantly texting. We lived uh, pretty far away from each other for a while. So I, you know, never really assumed anything got me, uh, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, thinking anything weird about it. There were times where I'd, you know, kind of bring it up and, and be like, you're always texting him kind of thing, you know, just sort of jealous that like, how come you never text me? You're always texting him kind of thing. And uh, but that's about as far as it went. And then uh, we actually moved closer to them. Um, and for a, a while, we're living with them while we were in transition. And, uh, you know, they're rela- they got they were just already super close. So then they got even closer and, and whatnot. And uh, you know, there were different times where I would, you know, bring up like, you know, I feel uncomfortable with how close you guys are. And, you know, I feel like we're drifting a little bit apart and I'm not a big fan of that. And, uh, you know, th- they'd both assure me, oh, uh, we're so sorry, you know, absolutely understand, blah, 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 whatever. Well, fast forward, uh, four years from that point, And, um, I caught, I, I, I just started feeling just, you know, that kind of gut feeling. Like, oh, there's something weird going on here. And uh, and she had left, and I had actually logged on to her Snapchat and received a snap from him uh, that was, you know, inappropriate for sure. And uh, that just sort of began the unfolding process of, of discovering 
you know, how big this was <laughs> at this point. So this was years we're talking about. I mean, you mentioned there was like four years. So how long were they sort of talking? Did you eventually find out like the extent of it? Yeah. So uh, at first it was just like, a, you know, for fear out of her, her part, you know, she was very afraid that, you know, that uh, I was going to leave and all that kind of stuff. Um, and had always felt that, you know, from that start, from that point forward and whatnot. And so she kind of just, she never, like, I didn't find everything up front, basically. So it came to, it was at first, like, it was just like, oh, just some inappropriate, you know, text messages, you know. And so I kind of worked through that for a little bit. Well, then then upon, you know, discovering and searching through, you know, um, her computer and, and different things, I'd, I'd find, like, like an email that was written a, a while back, like years before. And I was like, man, you guys were even talking then. And then she would say yes. And then, you know, I would try to push her and push her and try to find out, well, how far did this go? How far did this go? And then it came out that um, every once in a while they would get, she, like it started when we moved down here. They became uh, physically inappropriate um, when we were living there with each other, with them. And then um, after we moved out not too long you know, during that transition period into our own house, um, a couple times a year he would come over basically. So, you know, it was one of those things that, uh, it had been occurring for, you know, several years. I had, I did not know. Um, and my mom did not know, you know, um, and they're still together. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so when you find out that he sent this Snapchat, do you bring it up to him? Um, I immediately kind of went through, I guess you would kind of, you kind of associate it with like the stages of grief. So I, I went through like the immediate like shock and then went through like super angry and then sort of denial and then kind of blame myself for a lot of it. I immediately was kind of like cease contact. Do not, do not talk to us. You know, spoke to speaking to him. I call, I actually called him the next day. Um, he was, he, she, she had managed to get back into Snapchat and she had figured out pretty quick the night that I had found out that I, I had, I had done something cause she'd got notification or got logged out or something. And, uh, and so she was able to shoot off a message. Hey, something's weird's happening. I don't know. He may know or something kind of thing. And, uh, so he was sort of aware that I knew I kind of texted him and was like, you know, do not call, don't call, don't text, don't anything. Don't want to hear from you. The next day, I actually called him up and spoke to him on the phone and basically just told him, I was like, um, you know, I, I, I'm, this is so unacceptable, so ridiculous. I have no idea how I'm going forward with this, all this stuff, blah, 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 you know, and, uh, and just sort of confront him with as a man. I was like, you will not contact her. You will not be speaking to her again. Don't, you know, kind of went like that route. And of course, he was incredibly apologetic and, and blah, 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 you know, whatever. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we were then. So, wow. That's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people listening just feel like they would personally be consumed by anger, uh, because that's how I feel just kind of an, uh, like unimaginable anger, um, because it's so hard to imagine this even happening. But so let, let's move forward. I guess you, you find out that they are having an affair, that they are communicating consistently you mentioned being physically inappropriate um so how how does this begin to unravel because you mentioned that it got to the point of a pregnancy yeah so um i'll I'll just kind of 
I'll scoot back because uh, obviously chronologically it's it's very weird and muddy and whatnot. So when we lived uh, uh, in a different state from them, they would talk all the time. My wife uh, got close to him. We're texting back and forth. Um, and he, by then, she was actually pregnant with our second child. That's my child. And um, they become close while she's pregnant, like pretty far along. Uh, we actually met them down in Florida and uh, and like were with them on like a family vacation kind of thing. And she wasn't sleeping well. He wasn't sleeping. They just kind of talked back and forth kind of thing. And he he kind of like put it out there like, hey, you can text me anytime if you can't sleep or whatever. I know you're uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and so that kind of started the whole thing. Then sh- fast forward um, a couple of months. Then they've talked for a while. He had pushed her. He had basically pushed her to... Uh, you know, send her pictures of herself because she was struggling a lot with like the like body dysmorphia after post-pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. Is, this is how I've come to figure out how this kind of all started to unfold. And it just sort of became inappropriate there. She called it off for a while. We moved down. He he kind of picked it up hot and heavy from there. And, and, and she, you know, kind of just went along with it sort of thing. And uh, then... Uh, fast forward to now the four years later, I find a Snapchat. Now this time we had already had our third child who is, who just hit a year. I found out uh, that they had been uh, having the affair just about a week before her one year birthday. And for a while it had always dawned on me that um, the, that the, my third child had uh, brown eyes and I always brown eyes and sort of a reddish tint hair and I always thought it was like, wow, that was kind of a weird anomaly, you know, because both her and I have blue eyes. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I also uh, am a nurse. And so, um, like, I was like, I feel like that was a there was a pretty low chance for that. And mm. so uh, after I found out all this and after she after it finally unfolded that they were uh, not just sending pictures back and forth, that they were inappropriate physically for a while. I was like, OK, now you need to explain this because my dad has brown eyes. And he's got kind of a reddish tint in his beard and whatnot. And she was kind of like, I honestly don't know. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's pretty much enough for me, you know, at this point. Because if you, if you study genetics at all, you, you'll know that two blue-eyed parents, there's like a 0.00001 chance that they're going to have brown eyes. And, uh, and so uh, kind of discovered that. And, and it, it's sort of funny because... I think for a lot of people that would push, that would have probably pushed them over the edge. Um, to me, that kind of pulled me back in um, because this had been my child for a year. And, you know, she is like literally the sweetest little baby and, you know, just fell in love head over heels for this kid and whatnot. And to me, it was almost like, I think most people would want revenge, whether it be a divorce or whether it be whatever it may be. For me, that almost became my revenge, the fact that that I get to have this kid and this kid is mine and uh, and she is so beautiful and so awesome. And, and so in a way, it sort of sort of grounded me in the whole um, healing process, I, I guess I should say. That's such a, an unexpected, you know, logic, I think. I mean, I have no experience raising a child, so I really you know, I'm not judging that. It's just, uh, I don't think what a lot of people, you know, would expect to hear. Yeah. 
Well, and, and for me, something that's that's really important to me is that uh, I do I do have faith. Um, I do uh, believe in God. I uh, I do actually work in the ministry and that kind of thing. And so a lot of that, uh, a lot of you know the journey that we've taken since then uh, has has come down to um, that to my faith and and that kind of thing. And so uh, that's also helped a lot. So you you said that you and your wife are still together. Do you and your father still have a relationship? Yeah, so um, over the last uh, couple of years now, we have uh, we've kind of gotten back to the point where we uh, you know can have conversations that uh, we can be around. I, 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 him and my mom are back together. Um, they uh, you know they can come over and be with my girls, sort of sort of situation. I still they still have um, pretty deep. Um, I should say like guardrails to protect them from, uh, you know, my wife and him do not speak, you know, alone at all. They're always in, if, if, if they're going to speak, it's always in some sort of a group text message with myself and my mom and that kind of thing and, and whatnot. And obviously they're so, so, I mean, we're grazing the surface as far as like most of this goes just because there's so much more as to why and, and, and studying counseling, um, for my, uh, to be a pastor, uh, you know, I, I, it kind of also helped me understand that there's just so much more to this. And I could, I could go all the way back to my dad's childhood, you know, just to really see how all this unfolded, how it was like really the perfect storm of just, you know, some, uh, you know, a young girl who didn't have a good relationship with her father, who is also very influential by older men always has been. And, and, a, and a man who just never really knew what love was and how to love and, you know, uh, just taking advantage of, of someone. And, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, my wife and I are in a great place. Praise God for that. My dad and I, uh, we're in a, in a good place better than most out there probably would have <laughs> ever, ever, uh, imagined. I guess I probably would have imagined, but it, it, it's not, it's come with its trials for sure. Wow. Was, was there, you know, an apology on your dad's side and, and your wife's side? Um, they, did, did they really, yeah, they, they really kind of want to seek your forgiveness? I guess one thing that was kind of beneficial was I was able, I was able to see, all, like, there were a lot of missing puzzle pieces over the, over the several years of our marriage. And it, this sort of filled in, you know, those gaps. Um and, and because of that, I was able to see and, and see through some of the communications that they had and some of the discussions they had that immediately both of them were like incredibly regretful for what they did. And then they just kind of got in this cycle alongside of this. My mom, it was it was coming out that my mom was like a really, really bad like alcoholic, you know, um, and, and was like it was sort of like destroying a bunch of aspects of our family. And there was just a lot of things going on. And, uh, and, and so in the midst of this, like I said, it was like just a perfect storm of, I didn't protect my wife enough from this situation as far as like, I allowed them to be closer than they should have been. Um, you know, and, and they both just fell uh, in weakness, just fell into this, you know, horrible thing that they felt they couldn't, couldn't do, you know, do without, see for my wife um the thing that my dad provided for her which i was not good at was um they could talk like all the time like they just talk very very well 
together. And me, I'm not a type of person who likes to be on the phone at all. Like, it's just like, okay, yep, thanks, goodbye, you know. Uh, whereas my dad's job, he just, he drives five, you know, five days of the week, you know, he's alone, she's at home alone, you know, with kids that are driving her crazy. So she needs an outlet, they speak, they get along very well, they've got a lot in common, so they speak, you know, very easily. And so she very much cherished that relationship between them two, those two. And so did he, because he didn't get that from my mom. Um, and, uh, and you know, that it just kind of flourished from there. So, you know, it's a really bad, perfect storm of, of a lot of people's faults. And, you know, they were very, very apologetic. But on, on the other hand, there was kind of a sense of like relief when I knew, um, when I found out, I mean, like on both of their parts, you could kind of almost tell that they were like, oh, thank God, like this is out, it's done, you know. Um, which I think helped a little bit in, in our recovery process too. Cause I, I could tell and feel the regret and a lot of it was just, they just kept going cause well, if it ended, you know, they were given up on good relationships that they were having with each other, you know, and then, uh, they were potentially giving up on, you know, marriages, you know, and. So I'm, I'm curious because, you know, for a lot of people, there's so many layers and it almost feels like a layup of like, okay, I'm, I would leave this person, but clearly you feel like, you know, you're a very forgiving person. So I'm curious as to, you know, what could have happened that would have been like a deal breaker of like, all right, I have no choice. I have to walk away from this. Ultimately, if there was any continued communication or if I'd caught them, caught them, you know, um, after I'd found out continuing anything. Um, and I made them, I made that incredibly clear right up front. Like I'm willing to move down this forgiveness path, but, and it's going to take some time. Um, but we have to go forward open and honest and truthful. And, uh, and, and, like there was, like I said, there were so many puzzle pieces that were kind of filling in at this time. And I had always felt like we were never really like she wasn't being truthful. Like there wasn't uh, like we weren't communicating. And I always felt like she was just kind of like being fake around me sort of thing. And I kind of watched that veil like disappear once I knew everything. Um, and and so that sort of built our relationship a little bit stronger in that moment. Uh, and ultimately, I just I. I have the unique advantage of working with um, students and and student and I just see all of the broken homes that they come from, and I see all the issues that come with that. And to me, I just I I didn't want to be like I wanted to be able to stand in front of my girls and say, look, like divorce is honestly the easy way out in a lot of situations. You know, sometimes I, obviously there are times where you know you can get divorced and it needs to be that way, but you know I think there are also times where it's just like. It, it, there it's a it's a, almost a lack of maybe some of the effort that could be put in and, and i wanted to be able to be that testimony that says look we went through this insane thing that most people would think that we're crazy and maybe we are crazy i don't know uh but we could we can make it through you can get through it right well the, this is such a unique experience i think this conversation because it's so rare that you meet someone who has truly been able to take the path of forgiveness for something that seems so unforgivable. Uh, you know, this, I think, 
it's just, to, you know, to be honest, it, it's hard not to get emotionally attached to a story like this. And I'm sure a lot of listeners too, and Joe, maybe you feel what I feel right now, where it's so easy to judge and, and it just feels so wrong from, you know, in so many ways that, you know, this anger sort of bubbles up inside of you. And I don't know you and I don't know your family, but, you know, I feel angry hearing this story because it seems so clear cut, you know, this is wrong. His wife is wrong. His dad is wrong. But, you know, it's it's easy to judge, but it's just so interesting to hear, you know, your perspective as you navigate this and really take that path of forgiveness because you're the only one, you know, really truly involved here where, like you just said, it, it would require you to dismantle your life and your children's life um, by potentially getting divorced, by saying that you don't want to raise this kid that's not yours. So, you know, only you can determine, you know, the the forgiveness that you want to give for this. But yeah, I just think uh, this is not, you know, it's not what I was expecting. It's not how we hear a lot of these stories go. It doesn't seem to be the outcome, but you seem obviously you know, like you said, we're brushing the surface. There's a lot of work you've done, a lot of communication, I'm sure, um, to kind of peel back these layers and try to understand maybe why this happened. But uh, just really interesting to hear, you know, that you're not clouded by anger uh, and that your goal is to keep your family together despite this, you know, really unbelievable circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think to me, the thing that I I always sort of, I guess hang on is that it's just it's never as easy as a surface surface level telling of the story is you know uh and and i think being able to see you know how i i mean i could literally like just line up every single like weakness or character flaw that had occurred my entire life starting all the way back to like even just like my dad and i's relationship as a child you know he was in the military and always over overseas and so i always kind of felt like a little bit of a disconnect from that um and and so uh you know just watching all of these things unfold and understanding that it's not as simple as like my wife cheated on me with my dad and had a kid like if I were just basing off those four things, yeah, absolutely. These guys are insane. I can fill in all the puzzle pieces that I want to, you know, and, and, and be like, you know, everybody's a good person. Everybody's a horrible person. How dare you? And, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I went through like those stages of grief. Like there were times where I was like, I don't understand why this had to happen. Like why? I, what have I done? You know, sort of thing. I've screamed out, you know, moments like that. I've weeped in moments like that. Um, but it, it, it was always sort of like encouraging to me to see the bigger picture and not to like excuse what they did, but just to get a little more of a perspective from their side. And if I were in their shoes, could I see this happening? Could I see how this unfolded? You know, I don't think it's always as clear cut as these people are just bad people, you know, I, you know, in almost any situation, I think there's always something that leads up to it. And I think helping, I think seeing those kind of things and then ultimately not, not uh, one of the things I had to make very clear to her and to him up front was, look, just because I'm choosing to go the route of forgiveness rather than leaving, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to deal with the pain, you know, Um, and dealing with the pain was, was definitely a process for me, you know, and a process for us. And there, there was a lot of tumultuous times after that, Um, but it's kind of cool to be able to stand here, you know, um, you know, today and just say, look, we made it through this, through this part of the journey, you know, 
I hope it's the worst part of the journey, you know, uh, but we can get through it. And, and, uh, and I can be an example to my, to my kids and to my, you know, to my daughters and, and, uh, and ultimately hopefully reflect a little bit more of, uh, of, of what God, you know, calls us to do in this world. And, you know, you know, you, you mentioned the kids and I'm, I'm curious if, you know, this is something that you're going to keep from your children your entire life, or will there be a day that you say, this is your, this is actually your biological father? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. To me, I think um, with regards to the, uh, you know, my girls knowing that my wife cheated, you know, I, I, I've kind of mulled around like eventually, they're still very young right now. So obviously, this isn't something I have to deal with for a while. You know, I think one day in the future, when we're, you know, when they've witnessed us in a healthy marriage for a long time, and, and they know that, you know, and maybe they're adult times, maybe we could speak of it. I'm not, I, I have no interest in, in, you know, just explaining to my youngest that she has a different biological father. Cause in, in all of my minds, like I said, uh, she, he's not her father. Like I just, you know, and, and we worry one day when she's in high school, you know, biology class and she's like, uh, both my parents have blue eyes. You know, we worry about that day a little bit. Uh, so I, you know, that's just something that, that we kind of, you know, pray for guidance and wisdom in, uh, cause you know, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to that. And does your, does your father, has he ever made an attempt to be like, that's my kid. I should be raising. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, he, I think he's along the lines of probably more like, uh, willfully ignorant maybe would be a good way to so say So he it. doesn't even know for sure that you guys... Have- no, and, and and don't get me wrong. Please please don't get me wrong. I've not done a paternity test, okay? So uh, I've only gone off of the, her reaction and, like I said, the genetics of the eyes and the hair. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, the, the fact that it's even a possibility um, was almost enough for me at that point, but then add to it the genetics. Uh, so I've not done a paternity test. And I, to be honest, I'm just not interested in doing that. Um, because like I said, in my mind, my heart, even up to the point of finding out, um, she was my kid, you know, I was there during all the pregnancy. I was there during the late nights and I was there, you know, for all of those milestones. And so it didn't even ultimately matter to me, uh, paternally. Plus, I don't know how that goes. (laughs) Like ultimately, what would a paternity test actually say if my dad is (laughs) the one, you know, my biological dad, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm also like, I'm not trying to be dramatic or funny here, but like the dynamic, if you would lay that out, if you were to get a paternity test, does that make your daughter also your half sibling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And trust me, there's nothing off off limits here. There aren't things that these are not things that I have not thought about. Trust me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Ultimately, it's it is a strange and twisted like jerry springer type world i think uh and so uh you know i to me like i said in my mind when i chose that we were going to move down the path of forgiveness it didn't matter to me paternally uh who was ultimately her her father or not and so i don't imagine a day in which we admit to any of them that you know their grandfather was the one or, or whatever it may be 
Well, technically, I feel like you don't have to if you don't you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of, yeah, maybe that's the way to look at it is that I don't know that for sure, you know. Right. So, yeah, wow. I guess, you know, b- before we wrap up, you know, where where are you at currently? Is this something that you're still kind of dealing with every day? Like you said, you know, there's so much more beneath the surface. But, you know, in general, do you... You know, do you feel like you're in a, a happy place, you know, with yourself and with your family? Is there still a lot of work down the road that you feel you need to do? Yeah, I think I think it would be crazy to say that, nope, we're all good. You know, uh, there are still days that are very hard, you know, and and there are days in which I kind of move backwards in the trust thing where I'll, I'll you know, get that little seed of like, oh, man, is she potentially texting him again or something you know what I mean like there's always those little demons that'll pop back up you know and and, uh there'll be days where if I just sit and really just think about the the enormity of this situation I begin to go you know I'll I'll drive myself crazy at night you know just laying in bed you know kind of thinking about it you know and I just kind of see that as a process that you just have to work through you know uh it's kind of like death really in a way uh my marriage almost died at that time my my father basically died in my eyes at that moment for you know a while and so you know dealing with death it kind of comes in waves uh and as time goes on it gets easier and the longer our uh you know our marriage you know remains in a, in a healthy spot uh the the easier it is to continue uh moving forward rather than wallowing you know back do you think that you know the because the trust factor is like a big one, I, I would say, for people where, you know, something like that happens and it's like, that's not a little white lie. It's a gigantic lie and also stemmed over the course of multiple years. So you have to assume it wasn't just, you know, ignorance and some sort of manipulation and, you know, these types of things. I'm sure there was obviously like those play a role in all of that for sure. But, um, you know, do you feel like you can get to the point where you absolutely trust your wife again? Because you also said like, they're not allowed to be talking to each other like one-on-one. Like, can you honestly be, be sure that they won't? Um, we kind of set up some, we, you know, early on this process when we were trying to work through this and, and she wanted nothing more than to instill trust in me. Um, we kind of set up some, some, I guess, rules maybe, Uh, would be a good way to say it in that like I have access to like her phone her you know tablet computer at any moment's notice you know um I'm I can control like anything that's like uh, you know any apps that are downloaded or you know those kind of things um and so that helped a lot being able to ultimately you know you know at any moment's notice basically see if they're if they're communicating sort of thing. Um, and, and she would allow that, you know, without obviously any, any kind of, a argument back. And, uh, and so that, that helped. Do I see myself, uh, fully trusting, uh, you know, I think there's a difference between fully trusting her and also, you know, protecting her and my marriage from, you know, further issue. And, and so, you know, when it comes to my, my father, basically like that relationship between them completely any friendship or anything is surface level in the same room chat about the day kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. um they aren't they aren't to communicate they're not you know nothing like that you know and uh and so 
like I said, as time goes on and I see that they're following through that and they're, you know, uh, it helps with the trust factor, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I would be, I would be crazy to say there aren't times where I'm like, Oh, Am I, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, tr- am, should I not be trusting her in this or whatever? And so uh, we just try to tread those every day as carefully as we can and kind of figure out. Right. Because there's no Google. I've tried to Google this like a thousand <laughs> times. Like, can't find somebody who's had this situation. It's like, this is what I did. Yeah. I mean, hey, people, you know, we think we're ready for trials and tribulations and, you know, the, especially the obstacles that come along with things like marriage. But, you know, I think rarely, you know, do people deal with something of this magnitude. So seriously, for you to, you know, go through this, like I said before, and and it just seems like you're doing it in a way where you are just trying to stay true to, you know, yourself and your beliefs and what will be the best best outcome for yourself and your family so you know there's you know we're, we're in no position to to judge those decisions that you make that's for sure sure and 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 you know i people can judge i don't you know that that's totally fine i probably would have sat back and went what like you're insane <laughs> uh but it goes back to that that same thing i guess if there's like an encouragement under it it's just to realize that things aren't always just as as you know surface level like there's always so much more to pretty much anyone's story and trying to find that perspective and move forward to what's going to be the best for, you know, whatever current situation you face yourself in. And Hey man, at the end of the day, it's, it's your life and, and, and you make the decisions and no one's going to know this story. Like, you know, fully from this phone call conversation anyway. So, you know, you obviously know more details, you live through it and it's, it's your decision the way that you want to live your life. So, I mean, any sort of criticism is kind of irrelevant anyway, but, um, mm-hmm. It, it, from what we do have, it is like hard to sit here and be like, I get it. I totally understand. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, it's your life. You got to do what you got to do. And, you know, whatever's going to make you the happiest. I do think that the point of view that you have about um, your children is amazing. And I think that's like probably the most optimistic and like encouraging way to to kind of think about the entire thing so so that's good you know because there's a lot of times where things like this happen and they look at their children with resentment and for you to have the the opposite is i think the best thing for the child yeah well they drive me crazy on a daily but those are for other reasons (laughs) yeah yeah and and also just thank you for you know putting this voice out there because like you just said you know you try to google a situation like this and you can't find anything and you can't find anyone talking about it but you know now your voice it is out there and and who knows like maybe now someone can google this and find this and hear your story and like i said it's so common to hear i think the other perspective of this the you know super emotional reaction the anger not that that's a wrong reaction i mean if if you were wronged it's anyone's choice to not stay in that situation um but you know like we said you've you've kind of chosen a different path and a different route um to forgive and to try to navigate this and fully understand it so hopefully that helps anybody too you know who who hears this uh, because yeah, that that's a perspective that we don't get to hear a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the uh, the platform to be able to do so. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank man. you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the honesty. Thanks for you know sharing the story and and putting yourself out there. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for for having me on here, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a, a lot, one. man. Enjoy your day. You too.
Let's be real for a minute, guys. 2020 has been a stressful year, which means relaxation and peace of mind have been much harder to come by. And luckily, there's TheraOne CBD products. So TheraOne offers industry-leading CBD products that are USDA-certified organic, so they don't have fillers like a bunch of these other CBD products that are out there. And I personally love these products. Their warming and cooling lotions are incredible for muscle recovery after workouts. And I'm also getting the best sleep I've gotten in a long time using their sleep tincture. So highly, highly recommended. And TheraOne CBD products are brought to you by the makers of the super popular Theragun massage therapy product. So you know it can be trusted. And now through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, Theragun is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash OPL. And if you don't love what you get, you can send it back for a full refund within 30 days of your purchase. That's a full refund. And this is not something that TheraOne is likely to do again. So really recommend that you guys jump on this and get this offer. It is buy one, get one free, and you just need to go to theragun.com dot com slash OPL, uh, but only until Labor Day. So go check that out right now at theragun.com slash OPL. Uh, get those CBD products, get that muscle recovery, get that relaxation, get that sleep that is much needed. Dude, honestly, God bless that man. <laughs> because that wasn't a pun, by the way, but like, I feel like that is such, I can't even try to even make sense of it. And it's just one of those things too, that I guess you like truly can't, I don't know, man. Like I, I, uh, there's just so many layers to that. And I guess it, I'm speechless, dude. I can't, yeah. I don't know. What you, I can't even talk because it's a very like hard thing to do. Like it's the, the whole situation by itself is very hard to even think about and imagine. And then the fact that this guy's like, you know what? I'm going to forgive everyone is even more. Yeah. I'm completely disconnected from this story, you know? So, I mean, but like I said, I, I meant what I said, it's his life and, and, you know, he should do whatever the fuck he thinks is best. And, you know, I really hope that, you know, the kid is actually his, because that, that would be that would be nice. But there is a chance, you know. But right, oh, yeah, man, it just takes time. Like oh, that. That's why you know it can really only be him who makes these decisions because you know we we always say we don't judge but look we hear a story like this we're judging we might not be like outwardly judging and we're trying to be open-minded and wrap our heads around it but the feeling inside you know the first stage i think for us as listeners it's anger and it's so hard for us to set that kind of anger towards this situation aside because it's you know we just see it it's like good and evil that guy seemed great his dad and his wife didn't seem so great but yeah I'm you know, sure everyone at this point's like, how did this guy not kill his dad with his wife's <laughs> dead body? You know, like, <laughs> like they're like, I'm sure everyone's like losing their minds, like thinking about this situation happening to them. Right. Um, but it's but he, you know, he related and, it to like grief and like mourning and like the stages you go through. So it's like right. this is a very emotional response we as listeners are having, but we have to understand that he went through that phase and he's. Mm -hmm he's he's ahead of us this is his life like he's going right. through other phases and only by going through those phases can you begin to really even formulate you know your own thoughts of how you're going to approach this situation i i think 
if I, because I've, I've not that I've been in this situation or anything close to that, but with things that have happened in my life where it's sort of like unforgivable in a way, I'm able to forgive people, but I just want to create distance as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want you to be able to be, because, and that's the thing too. Like I, the way that he talked about his kids, I think was very admirable and it's like perfect the way that he was, you know, saying how the child specifically, um, I think that, you know, that's what the best way to go about it because like the kids shouldn't suffer from this because of, you know, mistakes, whatever it's a child, you know? Um, but if I'm him, I think I could eventually work to the point in the, in the one out of a million lifetimes, you know, whatever. Um, I, I was going to say the one out of a million like times this happens, one of them, I can find myself forgiving all the parties, but also just creating that distance anyway. Like, I'm not going to your house for Christmas, dude. Like, you're not babysitting my kids. And we're yeah. not going to be married. But we can be cordial. And mm-hmm. we can, you know, raise these kids together and this and that. And I'm not going to, like, hold it against you. I'm not going to whatever... Eventually, when you get past it, but there's no way I could just sit here and pretend this didn't happen personally. And that's my personal opinion. But at the same time, these are also things that you can't really give a definitive answer on until they happen to you. Yeah. Given all the details and all the whatever, but the surface value when you just hear the ingredients to the story, you're like, what? I'm out. Yes. It's absolutely insane, <laughs> the, like, yeah. the story on the surface for sure, but... From what Man. we gathered in that phone call, dude, I'm fucking out. And I'm beating uh, yeah. up my dad, dude. <laughs> beating him up bad. <laughs> like quarterly. Finding him every four months yeah. and just beating on it's his It's like legs. the purge or something, but it's like the same t- same day every year. You just beat the shit out of your dad. <laughs> bi-weekly. I'll hand you a paycheck and also beat your legs up. But, um, (laughs) no, but it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very difficult thing. And, and I, I, you know, I try really hard to, you know, put myself in the the shoes of all of our guests on this show. And it's impossible. It's, it's definitely like a possible thing to do because listen, at the end of the day, people make mistakes and, you know, especially all the things that he was saying where she had just lost her father, there was this father figure and, you know, he was going through something with his wife where she was an alcoholic. They shared that common you know, whatever, and built a thing. And then sometimes that goes off the rails and you do things you shouldn't be doing, you know? Yeah. like, And I, I can understand that. But at the same time, this wasn't an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. It was over the course of like years and that feels deliberate. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel accidental. And that's the only part that it would... I think he's well aware of like, that for sure. No, yeah, and I know but... he is. I, I just... I just wonder if like the, you know, for him too, as like a next stage, like if he keeps going down this route and, and he wants to keep his family together, what also seems tricky is that sort of surveillance element where he's yes. kind of checking the apps, the phones and all that, because that can be tiresome, I would imagine. Like that's one thing I know personally for me in my relationship and now marriage, like never have I like shared passwords or given a phone or like, it's just that dynamic. I think, yeah, I think that's, I think you're asking for problems and it's, you know, that that's hard. That's just like a lot of stress when you're going and you're looking like you're looking to find something. And I just wonder if he'll ever be able to kind of shed that element of it and truly trust her enough, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as, as his wife and the mother of his 
children uh, to, you know, not have to be in control and see everything that she's doing. Because I just don't know how you can fully have trust if that's a requirement in your relationship as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, like I said, the, I don't have any judgments about him or his decisions or even his wife or his father. Honestly, I'm not judging these people. It's just, you know, because you can forgive, you can do this, you can do that. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, like to make yourself the most happy in your life, like you can't make yourself miserable. Like if you Mm -hmm. can forgive someone and you can go down that road and you can do this and that, whatever's going to work out. You know what I mean? Because if you now, your marriage falls apart, your relationship with your family falls apart and you're just like alone now, you know? And and not that like you should, you know, forgive just because of like personal reasons like that, but those do play a giant factor when you really think about like what, you know, would happen here. And I mean, it wouldn't even be his fault either. He'd be like, well, you fucking guys did this. Like, it's not like my fault that the family's shit now because of you. No, but that's a good point because you also, yes, you don't want to just forgive for the sake of forgiving, but you also don't want to just throw everything away for the sake of making a statement, you know, or thinking of how others will judge you if you stay in that situation. And I guess that's the mature approach to this. And that's what gives it a unique perspective is like, I am going to consider my happiness. I mean, the guy's got a lot of faith clearly, and but I'm going to choose my happiness. I'm going to think long term what is best for everyone in this situation and that is how i'm going to base my decision making on so and and that's why i think the details like that we don't know matter a lot because if there is a lot of understanding on his side then it does make it easier to forgive these this sort of situation like we said we just got the surface you know value of this entire story so we don't really know so if there is like little thing and he kept mentioning like the puzzles that pieces that were like fitting in everywhere like if it if there is understanding it is a very mature and a very like balanced thing like you have to be a a balanced person to do that kind of thing um then like you know do your thing i I, you know what i mean it's 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 a very tough thing i i hope that it you know it works out for him i hope that you know that i think that guy is you know he's a good dude and he deserves to be happy so whatever that means it means and, exactly. and do that it means everything different for different people and you know we we don't i just think we we love to think we know how we will deal with situations and true obstacles and the things that come at us in life that you know come from left field that we don't expect because that's just a reality those things are going to happen uh hopefully not <laughs> as extreme as this for everyone but sometimes yes uh, and, you know, we like to think we know how we would react, but I think this is a good reminder that, you know, we don't, we don't always know. And it's, uh, it's a very in the moment thing. And I guess good, good for him for thinking this through and, and trying to figure it out. So like you said, if he can be happy in the end, happiness is all that matters, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with that mind said, completely um, blown though, like, yeah, I just, uh, it's a lot. And I'm <laughs> going to think about this for days, but, uh, for anyone out there that has a, you know, story or anything that they want to share, um, with people and think it fits for the show, don't hesitate to reach out, go to OPLshow.com, send us an email and, uh, yeah, we'll schedule something out with you. 
Yet, follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast, Patreon at patreon.com slash OPL show for all those bonus episodes that we've been talking about. Uh, it's small contribution that helps support the show a lot, and you get all that extra content. And uh, that is all. That's all. See you guys next time. Bye.